When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to One Shots, a Dumb Dumbs and Dice podcast where professional voiceover actors and improvisers tackle one-shot stories created in a variety of hit RPGs. I'm your host, DJ OneShot 2.0, and I'm here to welcome you to No Rots, No Glory, a journey into the orcish side of the 41st millennium using the Goblin Quest RPG. This arc features GM Tom McGee and players Ryan LaPlant, Tyler Hewitt, Laura Hamstra, and Del Borvik. What happens when the Dum Dums play a group of Gretchens trying to take to the skies of Armageddon on a stolen rocket? Nobody knows. Cause it's one shots. Goblin Quest Edition. Wap 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 wow. From Xenos Addendum. 385 1.782. On the subject of orc chronometers, we are still rather confused as to why these creatures desire the ability to tell time at all. It would seem that the greenskins prefer their chaotic waz uh, to get places, and one must wonder does the existence of, of the wrist watches we found indicate that there is a time for war? Or does it merely indicate that any time is a good time for war? Our investigations continue. Hail the Emperor. Snada, you've been picked up by a mech boy. You've been meeting a lot of mech boys uh, along the way, but you know, that's that's what happens when you're part of a, a, a forward uh, sort of like machine camp. Um, but of course, to your mind, Gaskol or Thraka's camp, only his mm-hmm. camp, his only one. Um, so you get just like hoisted up uh, by the scruff of your neck because I got to imagine all grots have a have a scruff, um, <laughs> and just dumped on a big smelly slick table. Uh, and as you look down, you realize that it's basically a giant butcher's block, um, and it is slick with Gretchen blood. Uh, looking up, you see a bunch of dangling um, saws and uh, drills and other such things. And suddenly, um, just like a giant orcish face leans over you with big red goggles. Uh, and you recognize uh, the, the resident pain boy, uh, one of the mad docs of uh, a, a group. Um, and uh, he just says, oh, perfect, perfect. Yes, this one would be perfect. Yes, yes. The operation should be very, very simple. Simple, simple. We just need to remove the excess limbs and you can plug them right in. And the mech boy says, yes, good, good. Yes, uh, we must test pilot the new killer cans before we send them out. I do not want, you know, to get in trouble with the knob again after those last ones. And they both have like uh, one of those like gallows humor chuckles about like, oh, yeah, we'd both die. Um, and, uh, you can see that, uh, the, the mech boy is just like, he's not broadly gesturing for the pain doc, uh, the, the pain boy to do it. They're both grabbing saws. Um, and, uh, he just kind of like puts a hand down on your chest and seems to be sizing up, uh, you know, the best way to slice the steak. Um, Snotta, what do you do? Um, (laughs) Uh, Snotta just says, 
but I can fix things. Okay, <laughs> and tries so wanna... <laughs> and no, he doesn't even try to move. <laughs> He's slow so, and lazy. <laughs> so you're trying to convince, if I understand you correctly, you're trying to convince them that you're of more use as like an aid uh-huh. than uh, as a pilot. Look, that's uh, what Snotta does. Snotta yeah, fixes it. things real fast, and the rest of the time he's just like, Ugh. yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, well, interesting adventure we're about to go on. Um, all right, so Laura with Snotta, then um, I think you definitely get one for fixing things. Um, you get one for just making the attempt. Um. I think honestly, your laziness and your desire to fix things as fast as possible, I would say that gives you another one because you no. it's you're less worried about getting dismembered, which admittedly is what you really should be more worried about. And more so that like driving a killer can is a lot of work. Yeah. You don't even know what that work is. You don't want it. Um, so I think that's three dice. Cool. Uh mm, no, I'm gonna say four because you're also in a repair crew. So ah, you were also true, not lying. Yes. Um, in fact, this mech boy may recognize you, but I mean, those those are low odds. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Roland. That <laughs> one, two, two, three. Do you still have teeth? <laughs> or did you blow your teeth on the I last? Have, I have, I do. All right. This would be an optimal time to burn a lucky tooth. Okay, I will. Uh, how do I burn a lucky tooth? You just get to re-roll the whole thing, but the new roll stands. Okay. Uh, every every Gretchen has exactly one lucky tooth, which means they could reroll their whole hand. Okay, once. so never again. Uh, Snada goes to kind of like sob, <laughs> then uh, accidentally bites down on a tooth. Nice. And gets one, two, three, six. Wow! 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 What a weird spread. Okay. Um, that's a very weird spread. You are correct. <laughs> Um, okay. Um, so, uh, saws descend from the ceiling in the hands of the, the, the mad doc and the, uh, uh, the pain boy. Um, and, uh, they just, uh, they just start like merrily sawing away. Just, just cutting <laughs> your limbs right off. Um, oh, why? Yeah. Um, so as as they start going at your legs, uh, you know your little arms are flailing. Um, you got a six, which means technically you did get a success in here. Uh, so I'm going to say as you're flailing, and because your your ability is such that when you hit something, like you fix it in one. Yeah. Um, you do that Han Solo Millennium Falcon punch, uh, and you hit his watch, uh, and the mad uh, the uh, the mech boy's watch just falls off and skitters across the floor without him noticing as he's hacking your legs off. Um, and um, you know, uh, it takes a few moments, but they uh, they they get all your limbs. <laughs> um, you're barely holding on. Uh, Snotta, what, what, what are your last things words now? Um, and uh, the mech boy just says, "Oh, simple, like this." And he s- just thunks you down into basically a garbage can on legs, um, and just seals a, can- a canister over your head. Um, and honestly, Snotta. Uh, you know, as they start to drill into the sides of you to like attach all the servos and things, um, you're more pain than grot now. Um, <laughs> but you will go down in history as <laughs> one of the 
easiest Killican pilots to install. You just <laughs> slip right in there. You know, just being so covered in in just disgusting uh, loogies. You're just in in you go. Wait, you know? is he still alive? You are. Uh, oh, Killicans. Killicans are driven by dismembered grots who are used as pilots. Um, but uh, he's no longer under your control because uh, the something bad that happens because of your three is uh, the good news is the watch fell off. The bad news is now there's an active Killican with an untrained pilot in the mech boys shop uh, standing over the watch. Uh, so it'll be a <laughs> minus one to the next set of Ooh. rules. Speaking of, um, actually, we'll come back to you guys in a sec. We just did the mech boys shop. Dumbass, uh, you're running up a hill. Uh, you're being chased by things. Um, when you hear the roar of a mighty engine, but it also seems to be puttering, kind of like it's a mighty engine that doesn't quite have enough gas. Uh, and as you look back <laughs> over your shoulder, you see a half-finished uh, looted rhino just like tearing up the side of the mountain, knocking orcs aside. Um, it's got its, you know, the, the the big teeth on the front are down. They're like catching orcs in the grill. Other orcs are jumping up on top of it, uh, catching a ride. Um, that said, it's a little bit like trying to take a station wagon up a hill where it's just like puttering a bit. Like it's not going at full speed, but still pretty fast. Uh, and you have very small legs. <laughs> what do you do? Uh, dumbass knows uh, what Grotz know, which is uh, if you make a mistake, you need to blame it on an orc. So he is planning <laughs> to lead this mob up to the two people, the two orcs having a picnic and say that they told him to do it. Uh, and that's his plan. It's just 110% blame it on the orcs. Honestly, so he's just running up the hill plan. being like, I didn't want to do this. Those two told me to after I brought the food. Uh, and he's sprinting. He's got a chef's hat on. So I think the food should probably be. He is a food preparer. So that checks yep. out. Yep, I buy that. And they're like, you should get them, which I think makes it a little bit of leadership. <laughs> He's trying to inspire the mob. <laughs> I mean, um, you know, my muscles have been tense, so it's nice to get such a stretch, but I'll take it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and his outfit is good at keeping him not dead, which this ploy is definitely intended to do. Look, man, I can't argue with any of that logic. Great. <laughs> and do I get one for the core action? I can't remember if that works. Um, I believe so. It's been right. a hot second, but then I'm up uh, to four, baby. Here. For the action, yeah. for inspiration, <laughs> inspiration to violence, for the commissar outfit, and for being a cook because he's wearing a chef's hat. Let's see what happens. And it's minus one to all these rolls, Ryan, because of the, uh, the something bad. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> uh, I'm dead, and I had minus two to whoever's next. Here's the deal: the minus ones never go away, and they only make things worse. So, <laughs> two threes, a one, and a zero. Wow. All right. So, uh, dumbass, uh, you're pointing, Ooh. and behind you, you actually hear them say, "Like, like the the driver um, goes like, hey, I think he's right.' Uh, so they floor it." And uh, the two picnic orcs uh, just finishing uh, th their meal after uh, bogarting uh, the uh, was it Bigaloo <laughs> or Booga who got whoever was Bug eye. Bug eye. Thank you. Yeah. Bug uh, eye. Just finishing up. You know. You know. He's, he's finger looking good. He's Bug Eye. Um, and they both turn as like you know. Um, uh, dear second headlights. Uh, unfortunately, though, dumbass, what you failed uh, to account for because you weren't in this movie except for a post credit sequence is um, the, uh, you know, they, they decide to Armageddon drift uh, the rhino. So they agree with you. They fully listen to your plan. 
Uh, and they drift with that rhino to line up with the picnic orcs, and they just fucking splatter, sideways splatter, drag you under. Um, you are, are ripped up, and as they skid in the, the giant tread spin, um, the uh, the red gobbo cape and hat just gets flung through the mud and viscera out the back end, um, splattering your next grot in the face, um, who happily can just uh, pick them up. Um, that said, the rhino does then, um, not because you've ever rolled enough successes for this, but I feel like you guys have <laughs> failed enough on this particular task that I'm just going to give it to you. Um, Gork and Mork were listening. The rhino rolls after the picnic orcs, and it's not actually that much flatter, but to a grot's eye, who, I mean, I think the only surviving grots haven't actually been up the hill. Great. Hill is perfectly flat. Same same shape, same delineation, fine. Uh, just seen by other eyes. Uh, so the the rhino uh, runs down the the picnic orcs, uh, and um, uh, Buga is set free. Or sorry, Bug Guy is set free as their bodies explode, and the bits of him that were in there uh, are also uh, jettisoned uh, on the grill of the rhino, which crashes through a building and then runs out of gas because uh, someone siphoned a bunch of it and drank a bunch of it, but <laughs> mostly delicious, siphoned. Delicious gas. Uh, so R.I.P. Dumbass. Um, <laughs> That doesn't sound genuine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put that on my tombstone. Um, okay. Um, we cut back to the Mech Boys lab. Um, Shard and Booga. Great news, pals. Uh, you you show up to the, the, the Mech Boys place and um, you see the, um, uh, the Mech Boy and the Pain Boy are dodging under um, wildly snapping arms. Uh, Killicans are basically like a, a big metal like garbage can with like long spindly like every, like everything orky they're kind of like almost crane arms like little crane arms um one has like uh snippers on it the other one has like usually like a drill or some other bullshit uh, sometimes they have guns this one uh, the, does have guns but they aren't attached like they, there's no ammo um but it's swinging its arms around and doing like a proper like robot out of control uh thing where it's like swinging large and stomping around um because uh, despite being an incredibly lazy goblin, um, uh, Snada does know how to panic uh, <laughs> as his brain is being drilled into. So, um, and both like both the mech boy and the pain boy are actually pretty happy about this because this was such an easy installation. And they were trying to test the auto install feature they built. The problem is they didn't account for like an untrained grot. They just wanted to see if it would kill him or not. And now it's, it's out of control. Um, <laughs> you do see the watch uh, and it is directly under the killer can. What do you do? Shard is going to look around and see if there's any more of those loose squigs that have been running around because Shard still does not know what a watch is or numbers <laughs> and is, is going to ask a squig about such things. Okay. So you're going to look for a squig. Uh, yep. Booga, what are you doing? Uh, Booga, uh, I don't, I think we also established that Booga doesn't know what a clock is, but <laughs> he knows it's numbers and a whole bunch of numbers just fell on the ground, uh, on that little strappy thing. Uh, so he's gonna, he's gonna just kind of, I think, I think Grotz are probably pretty accustomed to running around underfoot. So I think he's just going to be like, this is a, just a regular kind of thing. I'm just going to run in there, pick this up and, and jump out. That's what, okay. that's what Booga's going to do. All right. Um, Dell, let's start with you because it might have ramifications. <laughs> it might. <laughs> um, all right. So we've got what does Shard have? Uh, Shard is your character, so I, I don't have. Uh, yes. Your, so your Shard does not have a lot of good stats. It's basically just <laughs> Shard in brain. Tough. 
holding things is good. Right. So a there's piece not of scrap a lot metal of the head, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, piece of scrap metal it. in the head. Not a, one brain cell, you know, that kind okay. of thing. Well, I mean, admittedly, if you're, you're going to run into this lab to try and find a squig, I feel yeah. like tough being and tough. not being concerned about danger are pretty good. So I'm going to yeah. say three, I think. All right. Doing it. With uh, my, you're at minus, minus two one. on this roll. Or minus two. Minus two. Okay. Yeah, good luck. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to love having another threat. Okay. All right. Um, minus two. All right. We, I think I might still be dead. <laughs> what did you roll? I rolled a two, a four, and a six. A two, a four, and a six. Yes, you'd be, you you'd be dead. Two, four. So I 100%. could use the the two and see if I can roll any higher. But at this point, you do give plus one to another goblin. And like you yes. give plus one to, to the other gra- <laughs> the, the other grot. Yeah. So right now. You could, if full orc says re-roll the dice, I'm never going to argue with you on that. But if you're a hero, <laughs> take this hit. But I, I could roll higher. This is like an exact perfect spread of dice, but I could roll worse, but I could roll better. See, you're an orc at heart. You're an orc at heart. Just, just go roll. for it. Give me those rolls. Uh, yeah. Shard, what is, uh, what is your lucky re-roll look like? Yeah, I think Shard, Shard is walking, oh, trying boy. to find the squig. Because shirt only has the one eye, because half of the head is just covered. It's just straight eye. into a pole. Teeth fall out. Stumbles back <laughs> and tries to go forward again. That's just—it's like that's yeah. life. Amazing. I got three fours, so I just got two, two, two. So I just dead. <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> Amazing. So you—you uh, you sl- it's just sideshow Bob walking into rakes, landing <laughs> into the pole. And you step back and there's just enough time to be like, you know, won't do this again. Maybe I'll warn other people about this. So we'll get a plus one. Um, and then you turn and you slip on something. Mm-hmm. Uh, you slip on the watch. Um, and uh, it means you stumble forward and the snip has just come straight through like at at jaw level and just snip the, the top of your head clean off uh, like you're an extra at the beginning of Ghost Ship. Just bam, um, your bottom jaw works briefly and you know what there's there's a relief to this because mm-hmm. as your head falls away uh the shard falls out of it and uh you feel the lightness of being uh, uh. for a moment before the killican uh stomps on that part of your head and crushes it uh and your your uh, semi-decapitated grot body um just be- continues to hose the floor um but luckily there's a there's a grate uh because this is not the first <laughs> gushing viscera they've had uh in this particular room um so yeah uh r.i.p shard goodbye shard attempt was made attempt was made yep hardly knew ye greetings fellow servants of the emperor it is i inquisitor lucius valentine and i am here to call you to step forward and serve the emperor as part of his immortal and blessed host. It's a great day for you to join a Patreon. That's right, patreon.com slash dumdumdice is the perfect place for you to fund our little forays into saving, let's just say, the golden throne and all of humanity. Now, I know the thing that you're wondering is, what's in it for me? Because, and I mean this as pleasantly as possible, you're absolute heretical scum. 
What I'm hoping for all of you is that you can redeem yourselves by receiving ad-free feeds where you are no longer plagued by random temptation, but instead can focus your attention purely on the Emperor. You can gain this ad-free feed for only $5 a month and receive other feeds as well to other alternate realities. If you go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice, it's for the Emperor and we'll save your souls. Booga, good news is the deck is clear. You have no disadvantage or advantage. This is all Booga, baby. <laughs> yeah, he's just walking in there, real confident, swinging his arms. All right, uh, he's just gonna go in there, <laughs> stoop down, pick up the watch, no problem. All right, how many how many dice are we dealing with here? Not just the one. He's just confident. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is how you keep your grots alive. This is the lesson that I need to learn that I won't. That's a six. Hey. <laughs> There we go. So oh, as, yeah. Nothing to it, baby. As Shardbob <laughs> slips on the watch, the watch just like flies back into your hand. You just catch it like a goalie, turn around your heel, and just strut strut yeah. on out. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, All right. What is this? And he just looks at it. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So the, the surviving grots um, uh, meet up uh, back on top of... Um, uh, High Hill. Wait, um, now here's the thing. Snot is still alive, right? <laughs> uh, Snot is now under my control. Snot is gone. Okay. You, you took enough injuries to die. So Snot continues okay. to technically live, but okay. not unlike so Servitors <laughs> or any other, you know, uh, techno creature in the 40K universe. It is a, a life of unending pain and weirdness. Perfect. Um, as, I was gonna uh, say, Laura, if you want to keep RPing it though, we can just agree that he's in that room with no control over what's happening and cut to you for random screaming. <laughs> <laughs> sure. There we go. Oh yeah, that's, that's what audio K. medium is built for. Yeah. <laughs> um okay. So yes, the remaining uh the remaining grots, um, you know, like the end of Angel, meet back up to determine their next steps. Um uh after, you know, just ready for that big finale, baby. We're on task three. It's time for the big ride. So, um, your three stages, uh, four stages to refresh your memory. Uh, you got to the launch pad, so that's great. Um, or you have to get the rockets to the launch pad. You got to board the rocket slash strap yourselves on in some way. You got to launch the thing, and then you got to take the ride in style uh, across the field. Um, because this is the uh, the final phase, <laughs> uh, tasks are harder. <laughs> somehow oh good this has been too easy for us so. yeah i know you just Answering. cakewalking it um so uh good luck and uh may uh gork and work smile upon your endeavors um first things first uh you meet back up and have to determine how to get uh the rockets to the launch pad i think to, a, a new grot has joined the group uh, wearing the commissar's cap backwards like a cool kid. Uh, this is Loogie Mork. Uh, he's wearing the cape. He's got the thing backwards. He's just got bandoliers of ammo across his chest. And he's smoking a cigar in the Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> fashion of just like in one hand. He's a little broader than other grots, but not in a like jacked way. He's just like burlier and like hefty. And he just takes a takes a big to, like toke of his cigar, and then he just, <laughs> just, just <laughs> forks a disgusting loogie from it. And he's like, "Well, looks like we got 
a whole bunch of little boys here. I think it's time we become the real thing and get those rockets up to this pad. So who wants to take the barrel full of gasoline? Uh, and he just, again, draws on the cigar and ashes. And it's probably clear to anyone who's working gasoline, it should not be him. Uh, and then who wants to bring those rockets here, baby? I'm ready to do the rockets. <coughs> oh, yeah. Boogers on rocket duty, baby. No problem. Uh, and then another grot kind of comes up having overheard this. And this is Snuda, who I realize I did say I was playing last episode and then changed to Snada. <laughs> Thank you, Shulzari. <laughs> I got confused. <laughs> so now I'm Snuda. <laughs> and Snuda just, Snuda is very bossy. Um, and so Snuda just goes, Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, booga, yeah, you do that. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you the boss, baby. <laughs> and uh, right. Del, who else uh, wanders in? Oh, no. So another grot from from Clutch Bob wanders in. And this grot ha- almost looks cute with two big, like, animu-looking eyes. And then upon closer inspection, you realize there are too many. That there are <laughs> so many extra eyes, like, on the cheeks. It looks like a cute little red nose. No, it's another eye. It's the red eye. So they just have eyes in places there should not be eyes. They've got a little a little necklace that has pieces of metal hanging on it and a, and a little waist wrap that's made of tanned human flesh. Oh. <laughs> and this is... And this is Bedazzle Bob. Amazing. <laughs> oh, uh, so, Tom, for for Lugi, because Lugi's an ammo rent, so I feel like Lugi is the jaded combat veteran of mm-hmm. this team. I think Lugi's going to try to take charge and be a four-star general. So Lugi would just like to try to, like, give a good plan to the other Grots as his action, if that's possible. Okay, uh, yeah, I, I dig that. I can get behind that. So um, he just, like... Do you want, like, it, a patent flag behind you that's just, <laughs> yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, that's... But it's, I think it's like, the, for the imp guard who used to live here before the place got <laughs> overrun. Like, just a local town banner. Yeah, yeah. It, it, Lugi just... He, he, he tokes at his cigar again and just... <laughs> just spits right on the banner. He turns to the rest and he's like, all right, little boys, here's the plan. This is the camp. And he just draws a square in the ground (laughs) with a stick. And he goes, this is you. And he puts a bullet down and he goes, this is you. And he puts a bullet down. This is you. And he puts a bullet down. He has not made it clear who any of these bullets are. (laughs) And the camp is just a square. And he goes, now these are the rockets. And he puts more identical bullets down. (laughs) And this is the gas. (laughs) Just a huge loogie. And he's like, so take these over here. And he just starts pushing bullets around with his stick. And he goes, you're going to go left and you're going to go right. And then at the end of this, we're all going to fly. Am I right? Yeah, little boys. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. That's what I said. I said it first. Yeah, (laughs) we're little boys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess that's fine. Go ahead and roll the roll out. That's to himself. Uh, Ryan, go ahead and roll your uh, roll your dice, please. I'm so thinking definitely... two dice for who he is and the fact that he's trying to be a leader. Yep. <laughs> that is a six and a three. Pot damn. All right. So one much needed success. 
move this along. Great. Um, okay. So yeah, the, um, uh, the assembled grots are inspired, uh, you know, um, they, nothing bad has happened to any of them, including Booga, who's just been having a great time. Um, <laughs> so far, like everything's coming up millhouse for everybody. So I think, um, you get your success. They're inspired. They're going to carry out the plan. Um, the something bad, and I'm, I'm going to throw this up to the group for like your recommendations on this. The something bad is the absolute wrong person to do a task is sent to do one of the tasks. So who is it? And what task is it? Is it rockets or fuel? And who is it? All right. I guess Bedazzle is going with the fuel. Okay. <laughs> Bedazzle's only good things are Bedazzle likes shiny things and has good eyesight, obviously. <laughs> and it feels right. like fumes would get in those eyes. Yeah. So it'd be like yeah. a bad yeah. call. There's also mm -hmm. so much that's more interesting than like a dirty gas can <laughs> along oh, the yeah. way. It's a lot of distractions <laughs> along the way. Okay. Amazing. So that's that's our something bad. Uh, so Del, you'll have a minus one on, uh, on your roll. Um, Snuda and Booga, uh, what are what are you doing? Also, uh, forgive me, um, Loogie, are you are you going along with this, or are you just are are you doing the like? I'm just gonna hang out. I think Loogie ran do. a good scam here and like gave them a plan, <laughs> and is just sending them off to do it at no risk to himself, yeah. while he just does poses in his like commissar <laughs> uniform just in front of the banner. Yeah. And then he's watching, so if they look back, he can, like, point at them and then point at the banner and then smoke a cigar and then point <laughs> at them some more. Right, so Just like, like how he's seen bosses give big speeches to boys and then never fucking go out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just going full Zap Brannigan on us. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll just keep throwing people at it until they get tired of killing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he ran with, like, a squad of, like, uh, like Luda boys who just stand in the back and fire really big guns. So, like, yeah. you don't go to the front. Yeah, love it. Uh, okay, cool. So uh, that means Snuda and Booga. I guess the question to you is, is anyone going with Bedazzle Bob or are you both going for rockets? Well, Booga, you said you were going for rockets. Booga vo volunteered. Yeah. Yeah. So Snuda, I guess it's 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 on you. Um, I think Bedazzle Bob seems like someone who can be bossed around and that's what Snuda <laughs> likes doing. So Snuda's going with Bedazzle. That's, that is fair. I feel like yeah. Booga's a little too chill to boss around. Like you could yeah. yell instructions at him, but I think, you know, he's just going to be fine with them. There's no joy. There's no support yeah. in that. Um, okay, great. Um, so uh, Snuda and Bedazzle Bob, uh, you're going for the gasoline. Booga, you're going for the rockets. Lugie is continuing to point. Um, okay, <laughs> great. So um, let's start with um, uh, Bedazzle Bob and Snuda. Uh, you make your way back to where the the rockets have, have been stowed. Uh, the Grots who thought uh, who did the storing and who thought they'd be bringing them with them, long since dead. Um, <laughs> but uh, luckily, you you saw where everything was stored. Uh, Bedazzle, you, you've picked up your colander again, so you've got that. Yep. Um, and uh, uh, Snuda, you're like always prepared uh, for Snada to fuck things up. Um, and, uh, as a result, uh, you, you were there to like retrieve the wheel, not there to help, but yeah. like you got the wheel back. Snuda uh, had like their eye out on yeah, Snada. Yeah, yeah you know, for sure. Clutch, clutch has to, has to, you know, keep their shit. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the two of you are making your way back towards the rockets. Um, the good news is, um, that between the, uh, errant squigs and, uh, the, the like, machine shop fight uh, <laughs> that dumbass caused 
uh, the rockets are completely unattended. Uh, the rest of the uh, the the Grot rocket pilots, um, they already took off in in their remaining rockets. They did eventually buy the argument that like yes, there are plenty plenty of rockets to go around. Particularly after the, like the squigs like thinned their ranks enough that there weren't too many. Um, so getting to the rockets is fine. My question to the two, or sorry, you guys are gas. It's gas. Yeah. 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 Uh, so just imagine all that for Booga. Fuck it. Um, <laughs> But as a Bob and Suda, um, you uh, you come up on on where uh, the, the gasoline was stowed uh, all all that time ago by I believe Snick Whistle uh, was the the gas guzzler. Um, so um, you find the the fuel, which admittedly is not that far from the rockets. Uh, it's yeah. within like mm-hmm. eyesight, but these are like hidden behind a, a bush. Um, how do you want to try and get an open can, like canister of gasoline? Because if you recall, he threw it up into a bucket. So there's just like an open bucket of gasoline. Um, how do you want to get it back to uh, the uh, the hill? Well, like a good manager, Snoota says, you there, find a good way to get this back to the rockets. Yeah, you solved this problem. Ha! <laughs> Amazing. And uh, Dazzle Bob, um, what do you, well, I mean, you know what? Let's roll Snootus. Let's see what, what how, how successful Snooty <laughs> oh, is no, as a mid level manager. I already yeah, have yeah, minus yeah. one. Come on. <laughs> no, now Snooty has minus one. Yeah. Uh, I think the we bad do, thing no, was no, no, it happened to me. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Snooty, you're, you're rolling clean. So, I think I can only justify an extra one for being the bossy boss. Yep. That's it. That's a one and a six. Wow, cradle to the grave. Um, <laughs> so you uh, you do, in fact, uh, successfully inspire uh, Bedazzle Bob to grab the gas. I'm curious how you take an injury. How uh, how do you think you get you get hurt during this, Snuda? <laughs> Uh, I think Snuda is um, being a micromanager and so is like gets too close while Bedazzle Bob is picking it up and just gets like, I don't know, eh, let's say Achilles tendon severed by this (laughs) stupid, uh, I don't know, this sharp, rough, rusty container. (laughs) Right. Love it. So, um, yeah, as you're as you're micromanaging, not paying attention to the wheel, not paying attention to like this sharp yeah. bucket, uh, so you get sliced. Uh, also, I gotta ask, how does how does Snooda wear the bonnet? I'm always curious about how the bonnets <laughs> ride. Um, Snooda wears the bonnet at a jaunty angle. Oh damn! I didn't know I was dealing with a player. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, he's definitely got like. There's like other stuff like under the bonnet to make sure it stays in place. Okay, amazing. Mm. He don't so he don't need no strings or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. No, he's got to figure it out. Okay, great. Um, but he was injured on the job, which makes it an OSHA violation. And here, the O stands for orc. Got it. <laughs> uh, Bob. Um, you've been inspired uh, to move this gas. Right. Um, however, I think we have to establish that you are very easily distracted. Yes. So I feel like your role oh, is yeah. less can you move this bucket and more can you 
like you're just Derek Zoolander trying to make your way down that runway without being distracted by the beautiful celebrities around you. Mm-hmm. Um, so easily distracted plays into this. So mm-hmm. I think that's at least two. Uh, what else? What else do you have? Do you have anything else you think would? Yeah. So the, I was thinking that that Bedazzle's entire way of moving this is just staring off into the distance, looking across the land, and almost like mech co- cockpit style, <laughs> like zeroing in, like oh, there's a pebble. Oh, there's a there's a tuft of grass. Okay, and then f- trying to find the perfect path oh. there that is the <laughs> flattest and least having stuff, so that they can just shove the bucket, like with the, their entire body just like pushing the bucket flat against the ground <laughs> towards the ultimate goal. Okay, I love that. So, uh, so that's eyesight. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. So I'll take eyesight, I'll take um, distraction because you're mm-hmm. weirdly using that as a superpower right now, I think. <laughs> yes. Um, one for the role. I was going to push for good at carrying stuff, but you're not carrying it. No. So I think it's just, just- three. Just at minus pushing. one, which is still right. V scary. <laughs> it is V scary. This is this is my last crack. So is it just Let's like scraping against the ground? Yes, basically? that's exactly what <laughs> I, I mean, was It's a good thing it's topped up with like stomach acid because otherwise <laughs> this thing would just be empty by the time you get it there. <laughs> yeah, it's just like <laughs> across the ground the whole way. <laughs> <laughs> well, gork speed, bedazzle. <laughs> I got a four, a four and a six. So hey. I'm still dead again, but I helped. <laughs> you're only minus one, so you're you're fine. You made the next thing impossible, but you succeeded yeah. in this thing. Yeah. Yeah. So you're yeah, getting minus, minus two, two to the next goblin. You take no injuries. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right, because um, it's minus one. I'm used to minus two, so I was just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're used to playing on hardcore mode. <laughs> that's right. Um, okay, well, great news, pals. Uh, you have successfully uh, hit the challenge cap on get to the launch pad. Um, so I'm going to say like, yeah, like the drag is, is absolutely fine. Uh, it's good. Um, the something bad is that you, uh, spill a whole bunch of fuel on the way up. Um, (laughs) and, uh, as a result, there are now several trails of fuel leading directly to the launch pad. Um, and also you Seems guys, safe. you're both just hosed in, in fuel when you, when you get up there. Um, oh, you'll no. end vomit. Luby's yeah, cigar yeah. is not going to be our friend. <laughs> Nothing so, is going to be your friend. Does that, that mean the minus two is on their next roll? If it's on the next goblin's roll. Normally, yes, but the way the game mechanics work, it's just got to be passed straight along. So in theory, they're at a disadvantage of some sort, but... We got a gold boy who got to walk through a wall of fire. I got a list of grots to get to. We got to move this along. <laughs> so, Buga, you arrive um, yeah. at the uh, at the rockets. Um, because you hit the challenge cap on get stuff to the launch pad, I'm going to count this towards boarding the rocket because you can't board a rocket if there's no rocket there's to no rocket board. There. Yeah. Um, so uh, you do all those great things I described earlier, arriving at um, uh, unten untended unattended unattended um just like pile of misshapen rockets that have been kind of like torn apart and slapped together into something bigger and scarier by one mm-hmm. of dell's grots um so you've got this giant fucking rocket um that's okay. just a proper uh franken rocket it's monster i guess um how are you going to get it to the launch pad what's Booga's plan uh what are the names of these creatures squids is that right squibs Squid. 
Squigs. Uh, squigs. They're called squigs. Yes. Um, yeah. So Booga's plan is uh, to uh, um, basically tether a bunch of squigs to the rocket. <laughs> Uh, and then to entice them all to pull it in one direction by basically making himself as like squig bait and just be like, hey, <laughs> free meal, come chase me. And he's just going to run up the hill with squigs so after you're him. You're creating a squig dog sled. Uh, yeah. And then you're. But I'm not riding it. I'm no, I'm leading it. I'm the head yeah. dog that the other dogs want to eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if we're, we're going to stick with the, the dog yeah, sled. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, metaphor, just like yeah. in snow dogs. I get it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Tyler, I got to tell you, from the depths of my soul, I could not love this plan more. Um, <laughs> okay, so with, with your minus two, yep. what kind of dice are we rolling here? Um, well, assuming he lives long enough to get to the bait part, um, he does have his his uh, clutch's notable mark is skid marks. So I think he's <laughs> just like just like pointing at his ass and like slapping his ass in front of you squigs being like oh yeah free meal baby uh and and the skid marks are actually creating like an arrow just like pointing at his like juicy ass meat um because as a cannibal as a cannibal he knows the ass is the best part because if you're eating like a hand or a foot there's all these tiny little bones you got to eat around and deal with but it's just it's just all meat on the buttocks so he knows <laughs> that's that's why cannibals always say eat ass yeah yeah uh, that is their favorite bumper sticker. Um, yeah. Okay, Booga's an so... ass man, one hundred percent. An ass grot. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because he don't want none unless it's got buns, son. That's right. Um, okay, great. So uh, that is a compelling, bizarrely compelling argument. Um, so I'm going to give you um, point for the skid marks. Yep. Uh, point for cannibalism. You you know you know how to make yourself an attractive morsel. Um, I think it's three for being you. I think it's yeah. It, yeah, I think it's three. Um, yeah. So go go at uh, minus two. And you're at minus two. At minus two. And Booga has one injury. So see you later, Booga. <laughs> four, four, and three minus two. Two, two, and one. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, Booga, um, you managed to like I think handily um, because we've established you're incredibly good at things. Mm-hmm. Um, you just you, you wrangled those those squigs, no problem, no problem. Uh, yeah. you get them all set, and then you know you, you set your target and you take off running. Um, describe to me the death of dear sweet Booga. <laughs> Uh, I think it's just uh, he tethers them and then he walks like, we'll say like five paces away from them, forgetting that he gave them like seven paces worth of slack on the tethers. And so he's just like, oh, yeah, baby, free meal, come and get it. And they just immediately seize on him and devour him. His last word's like, oh, yeah, I mean, oh, no. And he just dies. <laughs> No Gods, No Glory, Goblin Quest Adventure features our GM Tom McGee, along with players Ryan LaPlante, Tyler Hewitt, Laura Hamstra, and Del Borvik. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and the OneShot's logo was created by Decapitated Markers, at Decapitated Marker, that's M-R-K-R, on Twitter. This show's theme music is Gothic Trip with Thunderhorse by Damiano Baldoni. And our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. 
When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com, our Twitter and Instagram at dumdumdice, or on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. Or you could join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. I'm DJ OneShot 2.0. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to smash that subscribe button and show your love to OneShots. Wah, 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 wah. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half-Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Sammy Boy, Orion Birchfield, Scott Garland, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Acrix, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Roman Brown, Shulzari, Christian Mendez, Spot Allen, Flynn1138, Alorain Okapi, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Meet Pia Casely, a journalist with a nose for a good story. Do you know who the last person to interview Julie Capsum was? Me. Meet Brenda Bentley, a dogged detective with a case she can't let go. Nobody came closer than I did, and that's why I was kicked off the force. Together, they solve the cold cases no one else can. That's when things got weird. And we haven't even gotten to the torso yet. If they don't kill each other first, that is. Well, you've got another thing coming. You know, I think it's you've got another thing coming. Or perhaps there's something else between them. Well, if the feeling's mutual, call it a mutual feeling. Arden. A podcast about crime, romance, and everything else. Season 1 and 2 now available. Brought to you by Wayface Industries. The good people.